Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. We're sitting way outside our studios today at the Harvard Business School Park. It is a beautiful spring day, getting close to the 90s and not a droplet of humidity yet. Today's morning story is something we call Not a Mean Bone in His Soul. Our storyteller is uh, Anthony Williams, who is the first black member of the Boston Ballet Company. Now, I'm guessing that you've already started to form an image in your mind of what it means to be a black dancer in a white company. Well, try to set those images aside because we're going to give you a different experience, Anthony Williams' experience, what it means for him to be crossing boundaries of race. It's a dance, as he tells us, that just goes on and on and on. I was raised in the projects in Boston. We were a gang, and we were a band of brothers. We looked out for each other. Uh, we took care of each other. Uh, you know, maybe we only had enough to buy one Coke, and we would share it. You know, take a swig, wipe off the top of the bottle, pass it around. If you were in the gang, you put the belt buckle on the side. If, if you had it in the front, you were a fag. If you had it in the side, you were a ruggy. You know, that's what we call that, a ruggy. father was an alcoholic, a drunk. You feel shame as a kid. When you have a father that you see inebriated a lot, you know, kind of crazy. That was around 14 then. We have nine kids, we're poor, he's not helping us. And, um, you know, I said, I just wish he would drop dead. Going for the first time into that dance studio really was enlightening for me. I saw this other world that uh, had been going on for centuries that I had no clue. It was like a gated community that somehow some people get into through <laughs> through uh, luck or happenstance. Or, and, and I was able to walk through those doors because I had talent. I said, this is what I want to do. So I remember distinctly that I was going to cross over and I was going to leave. When you look at me, you know, some people don't think I'm black. They think I'm sort of Egyptian, Italian, Sicilian, Indian, uh, Moroccan. You know, what are you? a friend in the company that says, don't tell anyone you're colored. You won't make it unless you say you're white. So I said, okay, I'll pass for white. Uh, but I was had an apartment in the Fenway, and my father came around once, and I wasn't there. And so he says, where's my son? He's not here, blah, blah, blah. So they said, oh, my God, you know, he's, his father's black. father was a soldier during the war, uh, stationed in Italy, came up through North Africa, um, 
chasing the German army northwards. And um, at some point, he ended up in Naples, where my mother lived in. And she says it was the first time she ever saw a black person. Those are these soldiers. And they got together, they got married, and I was born in Naples. I went back to Naples, and I was kind of shocked. My aunts and uncles and cousins there, they remembered me. They loved me, and, uh, and they all talked about my father, how he was such a great guy. And when during the war, when they had no food, um, and my father would come over with food and cigarettes and candy because that's, you know, he was the supply officer. And I got this other side to him. They just remembered that uh, he was always a very warm person, you know, not a mean bone in his soul and loved my mother and loved his kids, loved his kids. You know, towards the end there, uh, he had dementia, which means you're hallucinating a lot and you're in and out of consciousness. And, and, uh, and I remember he was brought to the emergency room and, and I came in and he was sort of out of it and I took his hand and uh, I remember the look that he gave me. It was just, you know, just melting love in his eyes. It was just really, uh, we connected there. And um, it was good, you know. It was good. You know, it's amazing. I look in the mirror sometimes and I see my father. I feel black. I feel Italian. My father was a great guy. My father was an alcoholic. When I was younger, you know, I said, I just wish he would drop dead. I'm in my 50s now, and I wish you were here. I do believe in reincarnation. I believe we're going on. We all go on. We all go on. That was today's morning story from Anthony Williams. We call it Not a Mean Bone in His Soul. We're grateful to Anthony for sharing so much of uh, his life with us. And as always, we're grateful to Ipswich, our sponsor for morning stories here at WGBH in Boston, at Ipswich.com. That's I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H dot com. And if you can't get outside and enjoy the beautiful weather wherever you are... Yeah, it could be evening in Tokyo. Could be evening in Tokyo. Surf on over to wgbh.org slash morning stories. Check out our website and all the stories that we've broadcast on WGBH radio. And How many of them do we have now? Like 65, something like that. Please send us an email too and let us know what you think at morningstories at wgbh.org.
In fact, we got some some letters here. People like John, uh, the highlight of my podcasting menu is Morning Stories podcast. Dear Cute. John letter. A dear John letter. <laughs> Also, we heard from uh, Stephen. I just recently got into podcasting, and I must say that you guys do some amazing work. I'm purely a listener at this point, and I love your show. Thanks. No, thanks, thanks, Stephen. We got um, a letter which uh, uh, my favorite kind begins with a compliment and then ends with a very gently put criticism. <laughs> what, is, what is he writing? He says, he says uh, Dear Tony Khan, Gary Modden, what? Ever invisible horde makes morning stories possible. Well, folks, this invisible horde, you're, you're, you're listening to them it. right now. And listening to them. I've been exploring the world of podcasting for several months, he writes now. And I burn them onto CDs and I listen to them in my car my way to and from work. Then, this guy's like Johnny Appleseed. Then I hand them out to my wife and my son and point friends to stories that may be of particular interest to them. Finally, if I may say a few words of feedback first, keep the introduction short. Tony, you have a slight tendency to draw out the introductions. I feel that I can tell you this because we're about the same age. <laughs> yes, I googled you. <clears throat> and as you can probably tell by this email, I have somewhat the same tendency when I give a talk. Well, you're being far too generous, David. Everything you say is to the point. Second, he writes, I thought Tony and Gary were wrong in their post-story discussion about bits and bytes being transient compared to paper. We, we talked about that after we had done uh, Dan Watts' story about the, the Spanish Civil War. He says, in fact, I think it's much easier to save electronic forms of communication than paper forms. I have email going back 15 years and never throw any email away anymore. Listen, David, whether or not emails last forever, that's the way we really hear from you guys. So both for, for praise and for uh, constructive criticism, make sure you keep the email coming to morningstories at wgbh.org. Tony, we'll be back uh, when? Next week? Yeah, no matter whether or not we hear from you, you'll be hearing from us next Thursday or Friday with our next morning story. So keep plugged in. We'll be there. Hope you'll be there, too. Bye-bye.